What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Tuesday, June 4th, 2019, and you guys are listening to episode 404. I hope everybody is doing well. Hope everybody had a great time in between shows. Uh, I just got back last night uh, from West Palm Beach. I was at the West Palm Beach Improv, um, brought my family down there. Had a great time and a ton of stuff to talk about on this show. Uh, a, lot, a lot of stories, uh, some unbelievably, I guess you could say crazy but true. Uh, also, I want to let everybody know that on the Patreon, I just told a story on the Patreon. It's out there now. Um, the Patreon that I just put on was a true story. It was probably one of the craziest travel stories I've, I've ever had in my life. And uh, I had to put it on for the Patreon listeners. I was going to put it on this, but you know what? Uh, the listeners, they spend $3 a month. And um, as we get ready to launch what me and Jerry are going to be doing, Jerry uh, Ferrara and I are going to be doing a, a whole crazy, like intense show for Patreon. It's going to be a big show and uh, I'm doing that, you know, but before the announcement, I'm trying to put out so much, uh, you know, just honest, cool stuff and and even some private stuff that I normally wouldn't talk about. But this this last uh, story that I told on the Patreon, I'll be honest with you, I appreciate the $3 a month and I, I but it, it this one is worth it because this is one of the craziest things that's ever happened. So that is out there now. There will be another Patreon this week. And then we are leading up to around June 20th, going to make an announcement of when um, we're doing the new show. Maybe even before that, we might even do the uh, the first show before June 20th. So stay tuned for that. But if you guys uh, want to hear a crazy story, and excuse my voice a little bit today, I lo- losing my voice a little bit with all the shows and everything. But if you want to hear a crazy story, check out the Patreon. And thank you guys so much for subscribing. Uh, it was one of the craziest true, nothing exaggerated stories, uh, about, about traveling. And the crazy thing was my family was with me. Just did the West Palm Beach Improv. So we're going to be talking about that. Got an unacceptable, I'll read whatever, uh, you guys wrote in whatever I have, uh, time to do. And, um, we'll just talk about it, man. We'll talk about Florida. I also took a drive, uh, somewhere pretty far. So I'll talk about that on the show and, uh, it should be a great, uh, packed, TVE episode 404. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be, uh, at your cubicle, at your office, in your car, running on the treadmill, and uh, let's get into this thing. So I was at the uh, West Palm Beach Improv. want to thank everybody that came out to the shows. Thank you guys so much. I uh, had a great time. I did a split week. I split the week with Ryan Hamilton. He did the early show on Friday and Saturday. I did the 10 o'clock show Friday, 9.30 show Saturday, and then 7 o'clock show on Sunday. Uh, Great room, great staff. I got to be honest, all of these improvs, all of the staff, everybody that I've been working with on this tour, uh, working the new hour, everybody's been so awesome. Uh, Well, that's because they see what I'm bringing to the stage, damn it. No, the new hour's going uh, great, and it's been been, uh, a lot of fun. So thank you all. Uh, if you came out and if you didn't come out for me and you enjoyed me, thank you. I hope to see you at the, um, at the next show. So I take, uh, you know, my two kids, my wife, we go down there, we're staying at this amazing Hilton. It was like a vacation resort. Great time. And, um, 
you know, we, we, you know, they, so, and the nice thing about doing the late show was I was able to hang with the family, do all that stuff. We would go to the pool, we would do stuff, we would eat. And then by the time the kids were sleeping and my wife was getting them ready for bed, I would run to the club, you know, be out for like two hours, you know, do the show and then come home. And, and it was great. And we just had the, um, we had the day, uh, the next day. So one of the days, I believe it was, um, Saturday night, my, I had a 9.30 show, incredible crowd, incredible. Um, and the weird thing about Florida, by the way, I got to be honest here. I'm always honest with you people on TVE and uh, today, today's episode will be no exception. As nice and supportive and great as people in Florida are, and one of the nicest compliments I got was the staff going, and this has happened a couple times now on this tour. The staff goes, you just bring good people. You bring good people. They tip good. They're respectful. They're good. I really love hearing that because I've heard that about comedians that I've loved. And I like that the the clientele that's coming to the comedy clubs to see me is, you know, they tip good. They're respectful. They're nice people. And I love hearing that from the staff. Now, that being said, some of the trashiest elements in the country are in Florida, okay? Um, I'm not trying to be a dick. It just is what it is. I was kind of half-joking on stage when I said that every time I go to Florida, I'm nervous because I watch a lot of forensic files, and it's true. There is something about Florida. I cannot put my finger on it, but Florida has these really nice people. Um, They're supportive. They're nice, but I don't know if they eventually snap because of the humidity I don't know if it's just, if it's like fake. I don't know what it is, but there's something in Florida that just certain things just don't feel right. All right. There, you just could see, I mean, even when I, like, there were things where you're on stage, you're like, all right, this is a late show. Maybe I'll get a little edgier. Maybe I'll be a little dirtier. And it was like, you couldn't get dirty enough for some of these absolute animals. I mean, this... I was talking about how like people are into Star Wars and Harry Potter, and I'll talk about Harry Potter in a second because it's uh, definitely relevant to this episode, but this one woman in the crowd was alluding to the fact that she likes to role play and have sex in like Star Wars costumes and like just take like taking like a lightsaber up the ass, like crazy and like serious, like clapping and like all into it. It's there's a level of people in Florida that are just absolute just animals. <laughs> there's no other nice way to say it. Absolute animals. Now, that being said, I'll get I'll get and and again, a lot of great people. But boy, I was walking the streets down there at West Palm Beach and I was just like, whoa, this is uh this is, you know, just holding my kids a little tighter, walking past a few places. You know, because it's not like a bad neighborhood in, you know, in the Northeast. You know, there it's like they're in bathing suits and flip-flops. So you got to really be able to like differentiate the two. Um, So as you guys, I don't know if you guys know this. I might have mentioned it. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. My wife is a a Disney nut. My wife has always loved Disney. And my wife, um, when me and my wife first started dating, my wife and I, would we'd go to the Harry Potter movies because she was reading the books. So my wife has read every Harry Potter book and she's seen every Harry Potter movie. And on rainy days in our house, she basically has all the Harry Potter movies just playing on a loop. Okay, so like 
even if you're in my house on a rainy day and my wife is sitting there doing work, you'll get some idea of what's going on in a Harry Potter movie because it's on all fucking day and she loves it. I like Harry Potter too. My wife takes it to a level that, you know, I don't know. She just loves Harry Potter. I think she wants to be a wizard or whatever. So I'm sure you guys get, you know, know where I'm going. Uh, I had a 9.30 show on Saturday and I kind of mentioned to my wife, I was like, look, how about we stay an extra day? We go to Universal. I'll drive out to Universal and we'll, you know, we'll make a day of it. We'll go to Harry Potter World and we'll see the Hogwarts and all that stuff. And we'll, we'll do the whole thing, you know, maybe even get another thing. And then, you know, you just miss another day of work and, you know, the kids are almost done school. They only have three more weeks of school. They're both doing great in school. They miss another day. No big deal. My wife's like, I don't know. I kind of got to be to work on Tuesday. I don't know. And then we start talking and she looks it up and I was like, well, how far is Orlando? And at first I thought Orlando was four hours from West Palm Beach. Come to find out it's two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, Long story short, my wife goes, you know, maybe if we got up early, we can go Sunday. Now, mind you, I have a 7 p.m. show, the earliest show of my weekend on Sunday. So she goes, would you be up to doing that? And I go, yeah, I won't drink and I'll do that. You know, my family's here. We'll make it fun. Not realizing what my body and mind were in for. I said, yeah, let's do it. So I go to the club. My wife is like, all right, we can make our decision in the morning, but, you know, just be mindful of the time and everything. So I do the 930 show. By the way, shout out to John Tobin who showed up at the show. For you people that don't know, John Tobin was an amazing, amazing uh, radio personality, morning show guy on WPDH in the Hudson Valley. It was a rock and roll station and it was called Coop and Tobin in the morning. RIP to uh, Mark Cooper who, uh, you know, I'll give you guys a quick background. I lived up there in the Hudson Valley for high school and they did something in the year 2000 called Hudson Valley's Funniest Man. It was a competition that went about two months and then like the final night was at this place in New Paltz called, I don't know, The Laughing Wolf or, or whatever it was. It was at this place and I competed in it and long story short, um, I don't know if this is really what happened or not, but some people say it is. Mark uh, Cooper, again, rest his soul, said it was. But I do my set, and I I had a really good set. I killed. I was so new. I was like the first year. I was scared. Uh, my mother and stepfather came in in disguises because they didn't want to make me nervous. So my stepfather literally put on a fake beard. My mom had like this hood on. They just wanted to see what. I'm not even joking about that. And I go up and I did great. But then as time went on, my friends and the people that were there to support me got drunker. And then another kid named Vinny went on and he did good. And then it was going towards the end and the headliner was up. They brought in some headliner from Toronto uh, to just close out the show. And people started chanting my name and being really rude to the other performers. And then the the kid Vinny, he's, his friends started chanting his names. And Mark Cooper walked up to me and goes, just so you know, man, your friends are going to ruin this for you. John Tobin said, don't spell his name wrong on the check, meaning I should win. Long story short, I come in second. That kid Vinny wins. I don't know if it, my friends fucked it up. Whatever it was. For whatever it was, I lost. Came in second. But the Cooper and Tobin show in the morning in the Hudson Valley, WPDH, always was nice to me. Always took care of me from that moment on. Always let me come in. John Tobin was awesome. Such a talented guy. Would do voices and a really hilarious stand-up. He's down there now. 
Haven't seen him in a while. He was like, hey, I'd love to come to a show. Comped him on one of the shows. And I said, hey, man, you want to get up on stage next tomorrow night? And he did. And he went on stage and he had a great time and a great set. And it was great hanging out with him. And so all that stuff, you know, that's that's uh, just wanted to that's a side thing. But he came out to the uh, he came out to the show. Um, so my, so I'm like, I can't really hang out too late. Cause we're going to go, we might do something. So it's like 1130. I had one glass of wine after the show. I had a quick bite. I get back to the hotel and I'm like, if we go, we got to leave at like 645 in the morning. Okay. So sure enough, I'm laying down, I'm tossing and turning. I can't sleep all night. Of course I fall asleep probably around two, two thirty in the morning, six thirty in the morning. Who's hovering over me? But Mrs. Verzi just going, are we going to do this? It's up to you. We don't have to. Meanwhile, she's so excited. I'm not going to say no. I rented a huge, I rented a really nice truck, this uh, Infinity uh, QX80. Really nice truck. We get in the car by 645, drive two hours and 20 minutes to Universal, go to Harry Potter World. The look on my wife's face, although I was fucking exhausted and the thought of laying in a hotel bed and being able to do nothing until my 7 o'clock show, as incredible as that was, I'm thinking about the travel issue that I had that uh, you could hear on the Patreon. But my wife is just literally like this beaming little girl, so excited. So I'm like, I'll, I'll take the pain. I only got one show. We get to Harry Potter World, and we see Hogwarts. They recreated Hogwarts, and it looked like Hogwarts. As crazy as it was, it was almost, this is what happened when you, when I got there, we go to Harry Potter world, we see Hogwarts, we're online and I'm like, oh my God, all of these kids and, and, and adults, they all are in this wonder world, wonderland of, of thinking they're wizards and they're, they're so excited. And then it hit me. I go, yeah, this is really fucking weird that there's adults and kids that think they're wizards. Like it went from like, this is cool to all right, this is beyond nerdy. Like these people are out of their fucking, these people are out of their minds here. All right, these people need help. My wife's just smiling. She's all happy. She's beaming. We go into the Harry, my wife had a plan. That's the thing. My wife doesn't fuck around when it comes to knowing where we're going to go, where we're going to be. God forbid we're off schedule. She was like Robert De Niro's character and meet the parents. She's like, all right, if we go here, we got to get to the park by this time. If we get to the park by this time, and I'm just, I'm just out of my mind, tired. I'm just saying yes to everything. You know, the kids are happy. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just like, this is going to be one of the longest days of my life. Cause I got to drive five hours in the car. I got to deal with the heat and the people at the park. Then I got to go home, shower and get to a comedy club and perform for these people tonight. So that's where my mind is. I'm just like, let's just get through it. Have fun. We're going through the Harry, we're going through the Hogwarts. It was amazing. They had the the pictures on the wall of the people talking like in the movie. They had, um, you know, all of the, like everything was like a replica. It was really cool. And then you finally get on this ride that's a simulation where it's like you're flying on a broomstick and you're going up in the air. Unbeknownst to me, this thing was so re- realistic and so nuts that I get nauseous on it. I don't know how my kids aren't screaming to get off this thing. This thing was intense. You strap it over the shoulders. It takes you almost upside down. Then you're fl- then then it goes down and you're facing the ground and it swoops up and you literally feel like you're flying hundreds of feet in the air on a broomstick. I wanted to projectile vomit everything that I just ate. 
All right, I'm going, holy shit, my wife is laughing her head off, thinking it's the coolest thing ever. I, I feel like I'm on a plane that just had a shitload of turbulence, and I'm ready to just fucking Ralph all over the place, okay? I'm sick as a dog, and I'm just going, holy shit, I just drove two and a half hours to sit in a thing that flips around and rocks around, and the simulation of the screen was so realistic that I, I couldn't, I almost couldn't handle it. It was that intense, I almost couldn't handle the shit. But I, I got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old next to me, so I can't start losing my shit or they're going to start freaking out. Apparently, during the ride, my daughter's going, Mommy, Mommy, I, I don't want... I, she, she didn't like it, but she was actually tough. Like, I literally got off the thing. I had to hold my stomach and, like, lean against a wall and, like, try to burp because I was going to throw up. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Then my wife's like, Oh, look, they have butter beer, just like the movie. So I don't know what that is. I took a sip of it and it was actually delicious, but super sweet. And I'm like, I can't have this because if I go on any other rides, I'm definitely going to throw up. Um, and we're doing the whole thing though. We're, we're looking at everything. We're going into the stores that they had. Then they had the Hogwarts Express. So you go on the Hogwarts Express from one uh, park to the other and you're sitting in the thing and they have the windows. They make like a show. And then, like, the Dementors come in and you hear people walking around. It was really, really done right. If you like Harry Potter and you're into that, this place will blow your mind. Um, then I spent over $220 on four wands, everybody. That's right. Four sticks, basically toys to, that were, I mean, you want to talk about a racket. These people are taking ceramic things and they're turning it into these replica wands of the characters of the movie. I got Sirius Black just because I think he was the most gangster. I like Sirius Black. Um, and the, the kids got their characters and my wife got hers and we got these wands. And, um, you know, you spend over $200 on a, on a little piece of ceramic. What are you going to do? It was still a great time. And um, then we went through the, what's it called? The Dr. Seuss, the cat in a hat world that they got there. They got all kinds of shit at Universal. And um, it was great. It was actually... Really great. The funniest part was the manager of the comedy club goes, are you really going to go to Universal tomorrow and make it for a set? They were worried that I wasn't going to make it. And I'm not going to lie. I had some really great shows. Saturday was so amazing. And I, they're looking at me like, are you going to have the energy Sunday that you just gave Saturday? And I go, guys, I'm a professional. I'll be fine. And they were like texting during the day. Hey, Paul, how was Universal today? And I just go, don't worry. I'll be there and I'll make it and I'll be fine. And we laughed about it when I got there. But um, the drive, I'm not going to lie, the drive home, so we did the whole thing. We made sure that we got to the park by 9, but had to leave at like 3. So we spent six hours at the park, then a two and a half hour drive. By the time we ate, got gas, checked in and everything, back to the room, it was about an hour before I had to do stand-up. And I get there, I shower, I nap for 35 minutes, and I get to the club. And um, yeah, so that was, that was the day, and it was um, really really cool but also like I can't believe I just did that they were looking at me like did you really just drive back and forth from Universal two and a half hours each way to do the a seven o'clock show on Sunday and I said yes I did my wife it was worth it my wife was thrilled the kids were thrilled and daddy was absolutely beat up but it's not about daddy is it anybody listening to this when you know you know what your family wants and what they love it's not about daddy Okay, it's about making the people, it's about daddy making the people that he loves happy. It was never about daddy. That's why daddies die first. 
That's why <laughs> that's why Daddy's never right. Daddy is just the the mule. Now it, it was listen. I'm half joking, but it was um, you know it was definitely a great experience. And if I'm gonna go to West Palm Beach, Florida for a weekend with my family, I'm gonna try to do as much shit as I can. Um, so there you go. Harry Potter world, wizardry. World. I don't need to go back. I don't know how, by the way, let's talk about this for a second. I don't know how these lunatics, okay. I don't know how these lunatics can just go back to Harry Potter world for multiple days or a week in a row. It's like you go for a day, you get it out of your system. You see Hogwarts, you buy the wand, you go to what Diagon Alley, you go on the Harry Potter, the Hogwarts Express, you see the little village they have there, you see all the stores that they recreated for the movie, you do that for one day, you eat there, you get a butter beer, and you're done, and you, I never have to go there again. I can watch the movie and go, oh yeah, remember we went to Universal and it was the same thing? Great. That's it. I mean, you gotta be, like, some of these people are lunatics, okay? Adults going back multiple times, and by the way, I've said it once and I'll say it again. If you go to Disney World as an adult, as a grown adult without children, and you just go as a grown adult into it without children, they you you should be investigated. You should be profiled. I'm serious. You should be profiled. Something is not right. Like, I couldn't imagine. I was on this cat in a hat ride. And it's talking, doing all the rhymes, the Dr. Seuss things. There was a fish coming out of a bowl talking to you. You're in this big thing that spins around and it tells this story. And I'm thinking to myself, if I was tripping on acid or high on weed right now, I would have a full-fledged panic attack. I'd be out of my mind right now. Okay, I would be losing my shit right now. And the fact that adults just do that without children is very, very suspect. And, and actually, I'll take it as far as to say lunacy to do. All right, and there are people that walk around Disney and Universal alone as adults or like as a couple. And it's it's a little it's a little off-putting. It's a little weird to me. Now let's get back. Let's get back to the Saturday show. Okay. I know that you guys uh knew that I would talk about this on the show, so I'm gonna talk about this on the show. I'm not gonna lie, Saturday was a magical night in that room. And the thing about Florida is people come in late. It happens in Miami. It happens everywhere in Florida. Uh, I remember even uh, opening for Bill Burr at the Jackie Gleason Theater in South Beach. Brody Stevens, rest his soul, he was on the show. He went on first. Then I went on. Luckily, I went on um, second after Brody because people were still filing in. It's just a thing in Florida. It's like the people in Florida, unless you're a diehard comedy fan, they don't give a shit about the show. Unless they're a diehard fan of you and your comedy or they just, you know, appreciate it, they don't. It's 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 about the drinks and going out and the weather and it's hot. Nah, if we decide to stroll in, we will. If not, that's what Florida is. That's why it's a... Sh- I hate to say this, guys, because you guys were... The people that did come to see me were great. It's a shitty sports town. Okay, if you think I'm lying, watch a Marlins game. They just spend a gazillion dollars on a stadium that like 6,000 people a night go to. Um, when the Miami heat are mediocre or not good, it's easy to get a ticket. It's just, it, Florida is just, and I, you can't blame the people. There's, it's the heat, it's the water, it's the weather, it's the tropical storms. I get it. Just not great for going to shit. I, and I, and I have to be honest by saying that Saturday night, Friday night was great too, but I would go on stage at these, at these shows and there would be like, Half the room full, almost three quarters, 60% of the room full when I go on stage. 
I'd get off stage and you can't see, and the place would look packed. And people told me, they go, yeah, by the time you get on stage, you're, it's going to get really busy. I never understood that, but that's Florida. Saturday was amazing. Saturday, uh, Friday was great. Saturday was amazing. And Sunday's always a letdown. They told me too. Sundays are tough, tough in the, tough in that room. Um, Saturday was just nuts. It was, it felt like a rowdy drinking, but amazing Friday late crowd, but it was Saturday. It was packed. It was awesome. There were people there to see me. Um, and something happened that I've never experienced before ever. So I'll share it now. I do a joke on stage in my new hour about how cat owners get a bad rap. And uh, I know that there are crazy cat owners, but dog owners get a pass because the dog is more emotionally available. But some of these dog owners that talk to their dogs in the park are out of their fucking minds. When you hear them talk to the dog, it's just, I mean, there's POV. I mean, we saw, you know, I'm talking about the people that put the dog in a full-fledged, you know, you know, in a stroller, in a baby stroller, talk to the dog like it's their child, you know, and I just make fun of those people and talk about how out of their mind, out of their minds they are. All of a sudden I'm on stage and if you're at, if you were at the show, I know you're smiling and laughing now because it's happened. I'm on stage and I start doing that joke and to the left of the stage, far back where I could barely see because the, you know, it gets the lights, there's blasting lights in my face and it's darker in the back. And I just start to hear, and I'm going, what the, what? And I'm like here and I'm going only in Florida. I think I said this on stage too. And I didn't even mean to shit on Florida, but what else? It's like, I've never experienced it. Only in Florida where you have grown men barking like dogs. So I'm looking and it doesn't stop. And then now I start to get, because I'm having a great time. I'm having fun with the set. The crowd is loving it. I'm probably like 50 minutes in. I'm, I'm, I'm over 50 minutes in. All right, so I probably got like 10 minutes left on the set. And you go, row, row, row. So I, now I get pissed. And I go, I love how they keep doing it as if security's not going to come. And that's my cue. That's me telling security, hey, go and take care of this shit. All right, you got to go and fix this. So somebody starts looking over there and then I just hear somebody yell, it's a real dog. It's not a person. So I'm like, get shut up. I go, just stop doing what you're doing, whatever. And I, hear, and I go, no, 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 it's a real dog. And then I hear somebody go show him. And then people start putting their iPhone flashlights on. And guess what, everybody? It's a real dog. There was a fucking like helper dog, whatever, a service dog who just head was up, just going roar, roar, barking during it. So then I see somebody get up and go over to them and look at them and go, get the fuck out, get the fuck out. And then he goes back and he sits down and I'm thinking it's security. It was some other audience member high out of his mind enjoying the show just gets up and goes, get, and just was like really walked over there, came back, get the F. And I, and at first I'm like trying to comprehend, I'm on stage. But when I saw the real dog, I just put the mic down to my side and I started laughing and I'm walking around going, I can't believe. And that's when I said only in Florida. And it ended up finally 
the owner of the dog got the dog to calm down. All right. And I'm, I said to the crowd, I said, look, I've been doing stand up comedy a long time. I've seen a lot of shit in comedy before. I've heard of things. I've had a lot of things happen. I've had I've had a glass bottle thrown at my head from the front row in Indianapolis once and some drunk guy I kicked out. I've had um, I've had a lot of things happen. I've had people I've, I've made people leave and cry. You name it, you know, in all the years I've been doing comedy, there's definitely been some incidences. But I have never in my life had a dog just put its head up howling and barking after I do a cat-dog set, a cat-dog joke. So I'm laughing. They get the thing to calm down. Then I tell the crowd, hey, I'm going to keep going because I'm having fun. I don't know about you guys. And the place goes nuts. And I go, yeah, I'm not going to let some, you know... Let a dog heckle me and ruin the show. Okay, I'm going to keep going. And then I did another 15 plus minutes. Had a great time. Um, got all this stuff out that I wanted to get out. It was just a really, really great time. So at the end of the show, I go towards my the green room, uh, you know, just to relax. I was done. But I had to, you know, get ready to go to Universal. So I was just kind of keeping things, you know, was going to try to get out of there. And sure enough, the guy who owned the dog comes over and I see that it's a service dog. And it was this sweet, like either German pointer. She was super soft. There's a picture of her uh, I posted on social media, but on my Instagram, you could see her. She came in the green room and the owner goes, hey, man, I just want to let you know I'm so sorry about what my dog did. It's totally my fault. When you went into the cat dog joke and you were talking about how dog owners can be crazy, I joked with her and I told her to make some noise. I didn't think she would just be uncontrollable. It's totally my fault. I was a dick. And he was like, thank you so much for, you know, for being so cool about it and understanding and not, you know, because I could have easily been like, hey, man, you guys get the fucking dog out. You know, you and get the dog out. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this shit. I'm already up here working hard for you guys. I don't need this shit. And I don't need it to come from an audience member ordering a dog to disrupt me during my work. So get the fuck out. I could have done that. But I just, I didn't. I was having so much fun. The people were so into it. And he came up like a gentleman saying, man, it's totally my bad. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. Thank you. I said, no, man, she's cute. I took a picture with her in the green room and everything was all good. So, uh, only in, again, folks, only in Florida, only in Florida would you get heckled by a dog after you do a dog joke. And it was from the owner telling the dog and the dog going, okay, well, that's my master. So like, you know, just like, and the thing, and it sounded like people, like it was such a, it sounded like a fake bark. I don't know if she was old, but it was like, like it just didn't sound. And it happened to be a real dog. So there you have it. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That literally happened. That is a uh, night in the life of, a, uh, <laughs> a stand-up comedian in West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, after 10 p.m. at night. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of things, uh, but nothing quite like that. But thank you. And you know what? Uh, I hope I made a fan out of that guy. I hope he's listening to this. And the dog was was incredibly sweet. And I appreciate you coming up going, hey, man, it was my bad. I tried to be funny and it didn't work and the dog wouldn't stop. So that that's cool. Guy wasn't drunk. Guy wasn't an asshole. Guy was just honest, came up straight up, apologized, wanted to come up and apologize. And that's really all you could ask for. If he would have been like, fuck you, that's my dog. Nobody, t-, I would have been like, all right, dude, you know that's enough. Just beat it. And I would have had people take them out. Now, moving on to my unacceptable 
as if that wasn't an unacceptable. Buckle up for this one, folks. Because this shit happened. I wish my wife was here because I would actually get her on the show. If my wife was not working today, she would be on the Verzi effect for this portion of the show because this happened. And if you people want to, uh, you know, ever be complainers in restaurants, ever take food as seriously as my dad, who I visited down there. And um, that was a whole other thing. Great to see my dad, spend time. That's another reason my family came. We saw my dad a couple of times. I'm talking about him in the hour. He's a character. But we go back to the hotel. And hold on, let me sip my coffee here. By the way, this is uh, TVE episode 404, recapping uh, Florida. And this will be the unacceptable. Then I'll read what you guys have. And uh, we will continue. Oh, by the way, looks like the end of this month. Maybe the 24th. I got I to gotta figure out which Monday, but it might be. So just kind of keep a mental note uh, tentatively. It might be Monday, June 24th. I might be doing another live TVE from Gotham Comedy Club's Vintage Lounge with a very special guest that I'm trying to lock down now. Um, I will make the announcement uh, very soon. And if not, if not on the next TVE, beforehand on social media, and then I'll confirm it on the next TVE. But keep that date in mind. It might be Monday at the Vintage Lounge. We're going to do it again. So um, we were tired. We wanted to eat something and, um, you know, just eat in a hotel. We've been eating at restaurants. We've been eating out, doing a ton of stuff. So I go, they have a nice place down there right by the pool. It's a nice restaurant. You could sit outside and look at the pool and all that stuff. Or you could be inside the restaurant area looking at the TVs, blah, blah, blah. So it was like, let's just do that, babe, so we don't have to leave. So my wife is always reluctant to eat at hotels. She likes to go out, but she was like, fine, we'll go. I go there and uh, the general manager is greeting people. And we sit down and I'm just looking at the menu and uh, the general manager sits us down. I don't know he's a general manager till he till this is what happens. He's dressed nice. I mean, he's got tattoos on his neck, but he's in a in a shirt. It's Florida. So I said to him, "Hey, man, uh, got a question for you." Like I always do in restaurants. I don't know. He goes, "Sure, shoot." I goes, "Our first time here, man. We're staying here. What would you recommend?" Blah blah blah. He goes, "Well, glad you asked." And he's going. He goes, "Well, just want to let you know." Um, you know, our, our burgers are amazing. We don't do, we don't try to go crazy with overseason. It's just a nice piece of beef. Burgers. Great. Okay. You could get this. This is great, but I got to tell you, sir. Okay. Our catch of the day today is, uh, what does he say? Bass, striped bass or, or not grouper. It was a sea bass. He goes, it's a Chilean sea bass, okay? It is even better than we used to have. We had that, yes, the other day, but this one is even better. It is cooked to perfection. He goes, I just want to let you know that my father-in-law and my uh, whoever, I had family here, and I told them they were not allowed to order anything. I'm not even, I'm actually going verbatim now. I'm going verbatim. I'm not exaggerating. I'm telling you guys exactly what happened. I'm not. This is not for the sake of the show or putting out funny content for TVE. I don't give a shit about that. I talk to you guys on this show. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's dark. Sometimes it's you know real. Whatever. This is a hundred percent real. What I'm telling you right now. My wife and kids are sitting there. 
And he's going, my family came here and I told him, you are not allowed to order anything else. This is the most spectacular piece of fish you were ever going to have. The way it's cooked, it's prepared. He goes, it's unbelievable. He goes, if you want a steak, it's unbelievable here. He goes, I can tell you right now in this restaurant, sir, if I come up to your table and I ask how the meal is, I really don't even have to because 99.9% of the time, I know what they're going to say. Everybody is happy. Our culinary team in that kitchen is top notch. I stand by it with anybody. It's the best, but this is the best fish you'll ever have. I could tell you that right now, all this stuff. And he's going on and on. He goes, but if you don't want to do that, he goes, I recommend it. I wouldn't have anybody I cared about in this place not get that right now. That's how good the catch of the day is. And he's raving about this Chilean sea bass and how it's prepared and what it's got. I mean, this guy talked about my wife is looking at me like oh my god then he goes but if you want this this is great and he's just giving this I've never heard and he leaves and I go well I literally looked at my family and my wife and I go well I go uh, I didn't expect that much of an answer when I asked what do you recommend and she goes you know I go I guess I'm gonna have to get the fish and she goes how do you not how do you not get the fish after that So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm kind of excited because I haven't had a piece of fish in a long time. The kids get, you know, chicken fingers and whatever they got. My wife got a, I don't even know what my wife got. Did my wife get a salad or my wife got something? I don't know. And um, I'm excited. So the guy comes over and I go to the waiter and the waiter was one of those overly nice, good waiters. He was one of those like lifers. You know, when somebody just made up their mind that they're just going to probably enjoy their life either you know, smoking weed or hanging out or going to the beach, going on vacation, and then just going to make a living being a waiter or a bartender. That's what reminded me. I used to work at an Applebee's when I was really young. And I remember those people that you'd see them there eight years later, like, hey, oh, whose birthday is it today? And they're just fucking into singing happy birthday and giving you like a molten cake, whatever. I thought that that's what this guy was, you know, making those like silly jokes, which he thinks he doesn't realize that like, I know that it's in his Rolodex, but the people there were like, oh my God, he was so clever. So he just comes over and he's, you know, he's, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm thinking about that catch of the day. And he goes, oh, that's good. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I'm going, all right, that's it. So the kids order their thing and I order the Chilean sea bass. So I would say uh, service was good as far as when it came. It probably came less than 10 minutes later, about 10 minutes. And they put this piece of fish in front of me and it's kind of two chunks on top of this stuff with this orange sauce around it. And I don't like the way it looks. I just don't like the texture and I don't like the way it looks. So then I take my fork and my fork touches it. And when my fork touches it, the entire piece of fish just slides around the thing. So like the texture just from the touch with the fork is rubbery. So now I'm like, all right, well, maybe this is some special, you know, the way this guy talked, I thought this, you know, fish was going to, you know, start singing and dancing on the plate and then drop dead again and let me, like it was going to entertain me, right? So I cut the thing and it's a little rough when I cut it. And I'm just feeling it around and it doesn't look great. And I take a bite and it's a little rubbery and shitty and like looked old. And I just look at my wife with this blank look like, you are not going to fucking believe this. And she goes, what, is it good? I go, this is awful. Then guys, I see something that's like red and blue in between. I'm not making this up. Oh my God, I should have taken a picture of it. I see something that's like a circular little red and blue thing in between the two pieces of fish and I fish it out with my fork and it's like a supermarket sticker. It was like a sticker with a code on it. I swear to God and it's rubbery and it's shitty. I took a couple of bites. I couldn't finish it. 
I had to eat like the garnish and the sauce that was around it. It was the worst rubbery piece of shit fish I ever had. I'm like sick to my stomach. There's a fucking sticker. There's a sticker. There's a sticker from a supermarket on this thing. This guy nearly did a song and dance about how if his family and his and his in-laws, whoever, or his father, or whoever the hell it is, he would say that he does not allow them to get anything else but this. It was the worst piece of fish I'd ever had in my life. I left it there. There's a sticker on the fucking thing. Okay? And I'm just, my kids are sitting there eating their chicken, and that's good, I guess. My wife, and my wife's like, I'm sorry, baby. And I'm just, it was one of the most unsatisfied, is anything worse? Is anything worse than when you're excited to eat something, and it just sucks? It's, you know, you got your hopes up. You're like, oh my God, this is going to be incredible. You know, now I don't want the GM to come back. Now I don't want him to come back, because if he comes back, I literally have to lie. Because I can't, I'm so angry. Like my father, if it was my father, my father, and I'm not making this up to be funny. My father would have personally told the waiter, get the GM over here now. He would have said, get him over here now. And I'm not going to lie. I love my dad with all my heart. But sometimes my dad, you know, he can go at a waiter where you get like, oh man, this is, you know. But I've seen my dad actually say to somebody, yeah, get the owner out here. Yeah, I brought my family here on Sunday and just point to a meal and go, this is not acceptable. We came out on Sunday. He actually told people, he, we came out on Sunday as if to sit, like, like other people didn't, right? My father would have said, get him out here. You just came to me in front of my family and you just told me. You gave me this whole song and dance about how if your family came. Well, I'll tell you something. This is my father. I'm not even joking. Well, I'll tell you something then. You must not love your family. Okay, you must not love your family if you're going to have him eat this. First of all, there's a sticker in it. This was disgusting. I'm not paying for it. As a matter of fact, I don't want to pay for anything. I would have got the whole meal for free, and rightfully so, he would have done that. I'm not, I am not kidding you. That's what would have happened if, if, if uh, Thomas J. Verzi would, would have been me. But me, I'm an overly nice asshole. I want people to feel comfortable. I want people to be happy. You know, I don't want to make a thing. So I would have just been like, yeah, very good. You know, like I would have given him the indication that I was enjoying it, but not as much as he said, but still where it was okay. So I'm all pissed. I'm ranting and raving to my wife. Then the waiter comes, everything good here? And I was like, yeah, everything's great. And I'm just, and I just, and luckily the GM never came back over, never asked. I don't know, maybe he saw me take a sticker off of it and he ran and he hid in the bathroom because I didn't see that guy. When I got that plate, I didn't see him. And I was afraid to see him because I didn't wanna. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to have to lie. I didn't want to. I just didn't want to deal with it. Absolutely unacceptable. The worst piece of fish I ever had. And if you guys would have heard the audio of this guy pitching this this uh, this fish dish to me, you would not believe it. It was. I could. Oh, 99.9. I know what's gonna happen. I mean, this guy went in so hard on this restaurant, and I'm thinking to myself, Oh my god. We may have some like hidden gem here. Nobody, you know, this may be some hidden gem that's next to a pool at a Hilton while people who are half dressed with tattoos on their necks are swimming. Maybe this is a, uh, you know, a miracle. <laughs> I stand by our culinary team. He called it culinary team. That fish was cooked by, it sounds like somebody got, just got out of jail two weeks ago and he, all he ever did in jail was, you know, Make grilled cheeses by using an iron. 
It was the worst ever. And I, it really upset me. And it's, I'm never going to forget it. So there you go. Uh, we got dogs in crowds. We got the worst piece of fish with stickers coming out of it. We got, you know, but what are you going to do? I had a great, it's West Palm Beach, Florida, everybody. Let's read what you guys wrote. Here we go. Kurt says, diabetic cat. Hi, Paul. Sorry to hear that Stanley was dealing with diabetes again. My brother's cat recently was diagnosed as diabetic at 12 years old as well. Uh, he had lost weight, gotten dandruff and lost significant muscle in his back legs. My brother did some research and started feeding his cat wet food. He uses fancy feast. Yes, I heard that. And no dry food at all. After a short time, the cat no longer needed insulin and all of his symptoms had gotten better. There is something about, uh, okay, carbohydrates and dry food that is not natural for a cat since they're predators and probably not meant to eat grains. I don't know if you've tried this already, but if not, it might be worth looking into. Uh, it could help. My brother still monitors his cat's sugar, but now only has to check once a week, and the levels have been fine. Also, you're totally right about veterinarians being a scam. The animal shelter where I got my dog told me that uh, the vet who sprayed her changed, uh, charged me three times as much for the vaccines and blood work they did. Hope your cat feels better. Kurt, you are the man. You want to know why? You're 100% right. And this vet told me that fancy feast wet food can actually reverse the symptoms. And that's what we're going to get for him. We're going to do that today. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, man, it sucks watching my cat like kind of lose mass and, and all that stuff. And he's like a big, beautiful cat, man. He's got like, he's awesome, man. We've had him for 14 years. And his brother, who doesn't have diabetes, is still big, going strong, healthy, you know, I thought their days of killing mice and moles around the house were over because they were putting Hall of Fame numbers killing these things. And um, and now they're, I'm, I'm seeing that they're they're killing, they're getting rid of all the rodents. They're just, they're like, they're Hall of Famers. My cats are Hall of Famers. So to see Stanley after 14 years go through this again, but he's been at the vet for four days getting his, um, you know, Stanley and uh, Lloyd, the dog, they had to be at the vet. Because Lloyd needs his Lyme disease medicine, which is almost completely done. And Stanley needs the, the insulin. While our boy uh, Thomas was able to just be in the house uh, while we were gone. So I got to get those two actually after I do this podcast. But thank you so much. You're 100% right about that. That's exactly what the vet said. Um, here we go. Uh, Clint writes, frozen patties. Dude, that shit fires me up too. If you're cooking out um, in the buyer's household... Um, it's grass-fed bison patties and sirloin center cuts. This isn't a third world country and we aren't going to pretend it is. I'm with you, man. You have a cookout, people come that you love, no frozen. You don't go frozen. Okay, and I know what you're saying. Well, Paul, what if I have 60 people? Am I going to make 60 or 70 or 80 patties? Well, no, then, then, no, then go get sausage, then go get hot dogs, then go get something. But, you know, throwing on some cold hockey puck of meat and then throwing it down a loved one's throat, it's, you know, what are you, from Florida working at the... All right, so let's let's wrap this up here. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Where are we at on time? I got to do some plugs because I have some cool shows coming up here. Um, yeah, it's amazing, that fancy feast, huh? And I, all I do feed, all I fed the cats because I want them to stay healthy was dry food, so...
Thanks for making me feel awful, Kurt. I've been feeding my cat poison for... I'm just kidding. All right. Um, sports, NBA Finals, what can you say? I said Warriors in six. They already got home court back. I think the Warriors are going to win the next two, lose one in Toronto, and come back and win it in game six, the last game ever played at Oracle uh, Arena in... Um, you know, Oakland will be a championship for them. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people tell me, no, Raptors look good. I could be wrong. That's just my prediction. Yankees are still rolling. And uh, what else? No movies. Let's get into some plugs here, guys. This weekend, I will be at the always awesome, always fun, always great crowds, Comedy Connection uh, in Providence, Rhode Island. One show Friday, two shows Saturday. Come out. It's always packed. It's always awesome. I'm doing a new hour. You're going to see stuff that you did not see me do uh, or very little, if you, if, if at all, that you saw me do last time I was there. Um, so it's a lot different than the hour of my special. So come out to the Comedy Connection this Friday and Saturday. One show Friday, two show Saturday. And then I'm off for a couple of weeks, local in New York. And then I will be at Laugh Boston, guys. Another great room, so I'm, I'm going to be uh, be in the New England area a lot, the rest of the rest of the um, month of June. I will give you the exact dates. So Boston is, yeah, Comedy Connection Friday and Saturday. Boston, Laugh Boston, June 27th through June 29th. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. One show Thursday, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. That is June 27th through the 29th. So, Comedy Connection, Providence, Rhode Island, June 7th and 8th this weekend. Laugh Boston, June 27th through June 29th, Thursday through Saturday. Check those out. And then a couple weeks after that, I will be at the Mohegan Sun. Uh, So, local, New England area, Providence, Rhode Island, Boston, Massachusetts, and then um, Connecticut at the um, Comics Mohegan Sun. You could check Paul Bersey website for tickets. You could also go to the Comedy Connections website for tickets this weekend. It's going to be awesome. So come out to that. I did not see a movie, guys, because I was living in Harry Potter world for that uh, during that time. And we were just uh, watching real life Harry Potter shit. My wife, I wish you guys saw the look on my wife's face. She loved it. Um, so there you go. This has been TVE 404. Uh, there is another Patreon out there. There will be more Patreon this week and uh, leading up to when me and Jerry launched the, the, the new show. All right. Uh, I am out of here. Take care. Subscribe for $3 and listen to that crazy travel story. And um, until next time, thank you guys. All, and I know I was joking about Florida. Thank you all for coming out to the show. I really appreciate it and I hope to see you soon.